Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. And last week we were speaking about joy. And really, it, it's such an, a powerful topic because there's so much that leads us into things. And one of the quotes that I had come across that I posted was that there are souls in this world who have a gift of finding joy everywhere and leaving it behind them wherever they go. And it's just the perfect kickoff for the show because I am just like a little kid at school that I'm so excited for the first day of school because we have joining us today uh, Eric Alexandrakis, who I believe you just bring so much joy to the world, and I, you really have a gift, as do you, Michael um, J. Russ, who is my co-host on the show. I'm, I'm just so, so grateful. Thank and you. we've been speaking about, you know, where there is love, there is joy. And I just wanted to give a quick bio on you, Eric, just in case there are any of our audience members that may have missed out on the last show that we did with you on sowing the seeds of the extraordinary. And extraordinary is really a fantastic word that exemplifies you, Eric. And so I just wanted to let the audience know that Eric Alexandrakis is a two-time Grammy-nominated songwriter and founder of Minoan Music. You were honored um, at this last Grammys for your tribute to Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. Uh, and the album Silver Moon uh, in the Best Americana Performance category is just simply magical. Um, you've done so many different things, but uh, bringing joy to the world and through not only your music, but your graphics and your attitude is really, truly a gift. And uh, we were speaking a little bit uh, right before the show about how we as human beings, you know, the world is constantly changing around us and we either grow and adapt or uh, things don't really seem to, to work in our world, I think, is, is what it is. And, and I think for any of us, um, when we're born, we have this mission, and it brings forth a, a passion in us. And I think for me and for Michael, it, it's about that connection to love. And for you, Eric, there's so many things that bring forth your passions and bring things to life. So I'd like to welcome you and we'll just kick off the conversation and see what delightful and illuminating explorations we have awaiting us. Thanks so much. Nice to see you guys. Talk to you guys. Yeah. Good, man. Glad to have you back. Yeah. Nice to be back. It is just a delight. It is just a delight. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Eric, I, you know, I think, for each one of us, we have sort of an innate, sort of an intuitive mission in life. I think for you as a musician, you know, and you, you also, Michael, um, you're very in tuned musically and are able to improvise. You bring forth rhythms and harmonies, and that's sort of what we do in life, but we're not maybe expressing it in music. But sometimes we can have things that are a little bit out of kilter or disharmonious and you know it just kind of makes us kind of go wait a minute that note doesn't fit or this doesn't feel right in my life what what is it what is it that I'm noticing and I I've been sort of feeling and uh, I know that Eric and, and Michael you sort of have said echoed the same that there's some I, I don't know if it's just a shift in consciousness that there are some people that seem to be falling away um, that are just sort of disappearing out of my life. Um, you know, mm-hmm. people that you think, I don't know, you, you, you really care about them. And then when you don't hear from them, you think, well, I don't know, I've got X, Y, Z challenges. I'm always seem to be there for them, but um, they disappear. And then it gets you wondering, you think, well, did I do something or is... There's something that's not perhaps, um, I don't know, in the, in the radar or the scope of things. I think we question our own self-worth. Maybe that's what it is. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it mm-hmm. and what you, you, you two are bubbling on. My brother from another mother, Evan Sperodin, has uh, said something to me a few years ago, which... I actually told my son, if somebody can't make the minimum effort, they're not worth the time. It it could be a positive thing and it could be kind of a negative thing to consider, but 
as as time progresses, you seem to realize. I seem to realize who's really worth the effort who really reciprocates and, you know, and then you see people you've known a long, long time and then they start to be like really kind of condescending towards you and rude and insulting, you know, like on group texts, you know, like a high school group text. And just like, what's this guy's problem? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and then, you know, I start to wonder, you know, well, you know, what, what's the deal? And then certain jealousies come out and certain things. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I, I'm at a point where I eject pretty much anybody who doesn't offer some sort of positive impact. You know, I just don't care about any more negativity. I want to get away from all negativity. I mean, there are people I haven't spoken to in like 20, 30 years because of some issue we had back when we were younger. And then, they appear again, and and yet I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm over it. I'm fine with being connected with them. So it's, it's kind of a getting older is is an interesting process uh, where you just kind of become more aware of really what life is like. I always tell people, you know, people don't really become adults in a way until they're forty. You know, when you're forty, you're pretty much aware of how the world works. Whereas, you know, they're like, Oh, you're a legal adult at age 18. It's like, really <laughs> age 18. What does an 18 year old know? But, mm-hmm. um, I'm not really sure what I'm saying, but I guess bottom line is aging is a good thing because it's, it puts things into perspective. And now I, I just try to look for the positive as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Just eject every little single bit of negativity. Um, as as quickly and as painlessly as possible, just get rid of it. You know, that's so, that's but, really you know. beautiful. Yeah, you know, I think what, in an essence, what you're saying is that you have tuned into your wisdom of what it means to be whole for you. That you know how to nourish yourself, and that when things don't feel good, I, I you know, I love Wayne Dyer. He used to say, you know, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. And when things don't feel good, you get to the point where, you know, I just don't have time for those things. And Yeah, you, you don't want to make time, to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being yeah, in an industry that, where where it's just all, you know, most of it, it's just a predator industry. And, uh, you know, artists are artists because, you know, for certain chemical reasons and, you know, certain personality reasons or whatnot. And most of us are insane and just different. Different levels of it. I think you're delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. So, you know, you have a phone conversation with a guy that was a poster on your wall when you were 10, and he goes completely berserk and starts screaming for no reason. You're just like, oh, my God. (laughs) You know, your music has done, uh, has brought me through so many places and you think you get on that call and you're like, this is going to be a thrill. And then they're just completely insane and, yeah. You know, so, well, so it's like you're thoughts. desperate to find something, you know. Got three thoughts about this. This is interesting. Um, I mean, I love this kind of conversation because this is something that we all experience in our lives at one point or another. My uh, feeling about, um, you know, what, what happens with people is sometimes your connection is just run its course. You know, you're, you're together, mm-hmm. you cross paths, and there's, there are reasons for that occurring that you're not privy to and uh and and you each serve each other in one way or another with through friendship and then it's run its course and they're off doing something else they're off their mind your fo- their focus is else becomes elsewhere um the second is that uh people have issues in their lives that they're pl- that are playing out in their connections with friends and family uh and where, you know, it, it's all about, it, it could be anything. And again, um, from the movie Big Trouble in Little China, my favorite line is, we're not here to get it. You know, we're, you're, you're, you're not put here to get it, uh, to get why people say what they say, do what they do, think what they think. That's not your, that's not your, your, uh, your job. You're not supposed to do that. Um, and third, people that you have a life, people have a, you, you know when someone has a life philosophy because it's playing out in action, right? Kindness, love, companion, uh, compassion, empathy, um, 
peace, peacefulness, friendship, if they are embodying, embodying uh, those attributes, then they are, um, then you will connect. And if, and if you do as well, you'll connect with them. Uh, the, the interesting thing is that I know uh, when I have, I've got people, and I always tell people this, in my view, you've got, a, you've got a core in your lifetime at any given point in time. You've got about three really good friends that you can call at any time, that you can talk to, that you can meet with. Uh, totally. You can console each other. You can, you can uh, lift each other up. Uh, you can you can share the love you have for them and the passion of of, of experiencing life with them. Uh, three, and two, which 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 is what makes social media so absolutely ridiculous. Telling the concept <laughs> yeah. that you've got thousands or millions of friends right. that like you uh, is no. That is that is that is the biggest con in the in the world. However, yeah. it's a con that works, and it's, it's a con that makes people feel bad about themselves. Um, and, uh, I believe Lisa just said questioning your self-worth. If you are tying your dog and pony show to of life, your game of life to a bunch of, uh, situations, circumstances, and people that you cannot control, you will question, always be in question, um, questioning your self-worth and whether you're a likable person or not, whether you're, uh, anybody will love you. If that's, if that's what you've done, you've, you've let something outside of you dictate how you feel about you, something that I am madly in love with, making sure that I am not allowing that to happen. That's what I avoid. And that really is, the, is, is, is what I take from what you just said, Eric, is in terms of you know, making sure that you know, you know, hey, if people can't pay the, 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 the simplest kindness to you, uh, it's all about them or they're, they're caught up in their own drama in life. We don't want to be a part of that. You don't, I don't, Lisa, you, I know you don't. So, and it happens with people who are, are close to us. They, they get off on this drama in their life that maybe that's their lesson to learn. I'm not supposed to be part of it. It's just something that they got to deal with. And that's the way I look at it is, you know, everybody has their little drama that they have to deal with and process in a positive way, hopefully. Some of them not so positive and for a long time not so positive. And so I know I'm just like you, Eric, and Lisa probably the same thing. Don't want to don't wanna be around people who are suffering from their own little drama, who are in their own little world, having that drama, not understanding how to get out of it. If they come to you and they want to you know, want some assistance or, or help or somebody to listen to and, and say, Hey, I, I don't want to be like this anymore. Any suggestions, you know, then I'd be happy to kind of like listen and lay a few things out that they can maybe pick and choose from and then take and run with themselves. But I'm not here to fix what you have. That's for you to do. That's your personal growth. And if you can do that, you're going to be a much much better soul going forward than you were in the past because that we all have our trials and tribulations and we have to just kind of embrace them and see them from different angles and not get so caught up in the how and the why and the wherefores and the, the, the nitty gritty nuts and bolts of whatever's going on, because that's a big fat illusion. It's really about connection. It's about connecting with someone when you have something going on in your life then maybe you can tap into their wisdom, their experiential wisdom to help you move through yours. And if you do that, then you're going to be, and you take it and run with it and apply it to your own life in your own way. Uh, you're going to be a, a, a much better soul. You're going to be a happier soul, a more loving person uh, going forward. And that's just my take on, on, uh, on, you know, what you, what you were talking about there. And um, I concur with you on it 10%. Yeah. yeah, and everybody I has think- their lives, you know, and their stuff that's going on. What amazes me is, like, hostility from people, you know, uh, I've known since I was a little kid as a, as a reaction to success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, I guess you're jealous. Is that really a mature and adult way to treat somebody else? But then again, you know, it's, it's kind of like whatever, just <laughs> just piss off really is what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny yeah. you say that though. Cause I, I, 
always used to a, a good friend of mine. You know, he ha, he was an uh, he's an entrepreneur and he's very successful. And and it was I've always sort of interesting because you knew who your friends were because they were truly happy when you did well. And it was like the mm-hmm. other people they were waiting to watch you fall. And and I don't know what that is. Um, I, I I'm not sure if you are aware. There was a woman. Uh, her name was Florence Scovelshin, and she wrote a book called The Game of Life yeah. and How to Play It. And right. I, I just, I really always loved her, like everything that, and I would just bury myself in it and really sort of try to ingrain some of the teachings because I loved that game when I was a kid. I loved, you know, my little pieces and I put them in the car and moved them around the board. And so when I found her book, I, I really sort of thought, you know, where, what am I committing to in this game of life if I'm going through here? And for me, you know, if I had a, a friend that was close by that was either like you or, or Michael, I would just be so happy. I'd be hanging out with you. We'd be playing games. We'd be, like, just throwing creative ideas at each other. We'd be celebrating each other's successes. And mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. where the disconnect is. I really don't. I mean, between one and another person? Pardon me? Disconnect between between you and that other person. Maybe when yeah, they, when they, they don't, when they, they don't, move forward, or you move forward. To, yeah, they don't want to celebrate your success. Like you know, you're getting closer to winning, whatever this game right. is, right? Right. It's just, right. It just exactly. seems like such a primitive thing to do to somebody else, especially somebody you're close to, True. to just True. not be positive and supportive like that. That. You know, again, everybody's got their lives and their trauma and all that, but it 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 still surprises me and fascinates me when people are just such yeah just, crazy. Uh, Here, here, uh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, Eric. This is why I love you know I, I'm a, I'm a big golfer. It's why I love golf because it will reveal in a second what you're talking, but we're all what we're discussing right now. You know, it's like your true colors come out when you face adversity. And if you're, if you're out in the, in, the, in the daylight and sunshine for four hours with somebody who claims to be one thing and behave one way, and then when they, when they face adversity, you really see what kind of person they are, right? If you're, if you're playing better than them, it will come out. It will reveal that if they have any issues with that, it, it will come out, Right. Uh, if they're impatient, that will come out. If they're a person who gets angry and doesn't know how to deal with adversity, that will come out. It just reveals itself over a four-hour period. And at that particular point, you know you don't want to even invite them to play any uh, again. And I play with a lot of individuals for the first time. I, I just meet. I just walk on a course meet somebody who's going to play with me. And uh, I, I, I don't consider it luck. I consider it a, a, a law of attraction that uh, the people I do play with are such uh, awesome individuals. Even if they don't play well, they're they're kind, they're compassionate, they're empathetic, they they love themselves, and they understand that hey, it's you know it takes a little bit of time, and and I give them encouragement and positive uh, feedback, and they they love it, and they actually say, "There's a reason why I'm playing with you today," and I go, "Great, then I've done my job." And that's really what I would like somebody to say about me in life. But the interesting thing is hostility uh, as a reaction to success. Only other thing I can say is that if you're, if you're successful and someone you were with hasn't really reached that point yet and they're aggravated at you for or, or reacting or uh, acting out because you have uh, kind of progressed farther than they did, then they weren't really – uh, they didn't really embody what you thought they embodied. They weren't. They weren't like it. They weren't. They weren't kind. They weren't compassionate in the first place. Because here's the, the tell is that they're now revealing that to you based on that. There was a movie. Here's an interesting thing. At the same time, I saw this movie. Uh, I can't remember which service it was on. I think it was. I think it was Netflix. Um, this last week, it was a movie uh, that that uh, Reese Witherspoon happened to uh, produce. And in the movie, she's a woman of 40 who's, sep- who's re- recently separated. She moved to LA. Her dad was a big film, uh, a big film uh, producer uh, and director and writer. And uh, I mean, iconic, sort of like Coppola. Okay. In, uh, in terms of, uh, and he died, left her the house in LA and he was never he was never there for her. He had you know woman after woman after woman. He divorced her mother, 
you know, he, he was, but he was one of the absolute, I say not, but, but however, he was one of the, uh, everybody who hears his name in the film industry goes, Oh my gosh, he's like a God to me. Right. And she's going, yeah, he was my dad. And he was a, he was a jerk. Right. Um, and so, but, but the movie is, what's interesting about it is that she's 40 and goes to separates from her husband and goes there with her, with her daughter. And she's not there more than a week when somehow she's thrust together with these three uh, young guns who didn't have a uh, pot to pee in. That's what maybe my mother would put it. Um, <laughs> no money, no nothing. And they come there and it's, and it's, and they're, they're in their twenties, right? One of them wants to get romantically involved with her and, and the other two, but they're they're They wrote this movie and produced this movie that evidently run an award, a film award at the Tribeca Film Festival, right? In New York City. Mm-hmm. So they went to LA to, 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 to make their, you know, to make their grade, but it goes through long story short. It, it's a story of, of the, the three of them and the three, they're like the three musketeers and how they move into, they're encouraged by her mother to move into the guest house. So they move into the guest house of her, of her dad, of her estate now and how wonderful they are with her child, her, her daughter. They're just like playful. They're like, it's, they're, it's like having three babysitters that, uh, that are, that are, are so loving, so compassionate, these, these, these kids, and they're out trying to make a way for themselves. And at one point, one point, the, the writer of the three, one's a writer, one's an actor, one is sort of like a director kind of thing. So the writer gets, gets other work, right? And the, the, um, the actor gets other work, but the director hasn't got anything going on yet. So there's this, there's this dynamic that happens, sort of this explosion that occurs when, because they were keeping it a secret from the, the guy who didn't have the work, right? The, the director guy of the three of them. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was this really interesting, cool dynamic that had to play its way out by the end of the movie. I mean, at one point it just came to a head and it's exactly what we're talking about. Three people who are, uh, who are uh, like brothers, grew up together, did this thing together, had success as a, as a trio. And now they go to LA and LA wants to separate them because one's good and the other one's good at this. And, and that's the first thing that this agent wanted to do. Oh, I got some other writing work for you. If you want to make some money and he's going, well, yeah, but we're here to produce this movie that we have this idea. And it's like, and it's crazy, but once the, explosion happens the interesting thing is not to spoil it but they all kind of come back together you know they yeah. realize that each of them is that how much the, the the love they have for each other is is greater than anything else and they even turn down they, they stay together to make the movie together the was going to take time because movies aren't made in, in six months sometimes it takes five and ten years to make a movie but it was beautiful and then the way that they kind of came together with the family so it, it's a it's a great lesson uh, in in terms of what we're talking about with regard to some, one person being successful and a little jealousy and because there was this whole dynamic of hey you're you're a traitor to the group because you went off and got work that wasn't what we're doing he says no I can do this too but I, you know we got to make money we got to survive and that was the way that they ended up looking at it is hey we all living together we're going to get this movie done but we all have to do our thing to to uh, to, to support the whole, so to speak. And, uh, and it was beautiful um, from that standpoint. And I love seeing movies like that, that have that kind of dynamic, that transformative dynamic. Um, and I'm sure Reese Witherspoon, had, who executive produced the movie and probably had something to do with writing it, um, wanted to make that point, and she made it really, really well. And a lot of young people need to see this kind of movie because it gives them an idea of how they can approach this kind of thing because the biggest problem with people is uh, it's a sad story but they don't know how to deal with something like somebody else's success because it's never happened before it's brand new and it it, you know when you're so close so close it's almost like the the best friend dynamic and then one gets a girlfriend or one gets a boyfriend whatever and then they're not so close anymore now they want to spend time with the person they've just fallen in love with and, you know, that whole dynamic is, is, uh, can be very destructive if the person who doesn't have someone that they're seeing sees it as a threat to their, their friendship, so to speak, right? And nobody else, it's a very awkward thing, very awkward. Yeah. And, so I've had, uh, I've had I, a situation I, where people are afraid 
to to actually talk to me because of certain like people I've known for like decades. You know, I, it's it's very strange. You know, and I like what you yeah. said about the true colors. You know, people's true yeah. colors got to come out in adversity, and you just look at it and you're like, "Wow, this is you." And I didn't yeah. know after yeah. all this time. Yeah, and fear, yeah. fear too. Fear can make people do. You know, they're afraid, they want the relationship, but they're afraid to lose the relationship. So being afraid to lose the relationship can cause them to wig out and do really weird things and not really yeah. come out and say, because uh, nobody knows how to say that. I, I'm, I'm concerned about us, about the, the connection that we have together. I mean, that's not the way people talk. They just go off and act out and then all of a sudden, you know, get angry. That's because that's what people know how to do. And then uh, it, they end up, you know, contaminating something that, they just needed to talk about. Right. Nobody you know, there, there, There's a, a wonderful person. I was actually just revisiting some of his work today, and his name Michael Tellinger. I don't know if either one are you familiar with his work, but he is um, really uh, talking about one small town and the idea of Ubuntu, which is an African expression of ancient Mm -hmm. wisdom, right, which means that there's unity within the community where everyone contributes their natural skills or talents for the greater benefit Mm -hmm. of all. And Mm -hmm. the American Indians had the same thing that, you know, if it's not good for everyone, it's not good for anyone. And I think, you know, he's saying how we've gotten so far away from this contributionism. And I think that's what we're talking about, that when you are in a community and somebody does something great, you want to celebrate that and you want to embrace it. And and for Mm -hmm. friends who who find themselves disconnected and can't celebrate your successes or even be there to support you when things are challenging. You know, I I don't know if, if it's because people are so ingrained in their phones that they, they've lost that connection of community. And, and I really like what he's doing because it's, it's just so fascinating to me. He, He actually ran for the president of, uh, South Africa, and he and he said, you know, what he recognized, he's not a politician, but he ran for president because he said he really wanted to see what type of support there was. Now, in the community that they're mm. doing sort of the test, there's like five, I think there's like 5,000 people, and you just have to contribute three hours to whatever is in the community. And in doing so, you get free food, you get free electricity, you just give your three hours once a week. And he said, you know, so when you look at that and multiply it out, and I think that's really even from a soul standpoint, you know, you give somebody an hour of listening to their needs. When you need them, you'd like to have that reciprocity, right? You'd like to have, you know, that somebody can be there for you. And, um, you know, and I, I really I sort of, em- I really embrace it. And, I, and it's like if I, you know, to have that vision of, okay, well, we're starting in a small town and then we get another small town and how do we move this to cities? And As long as, I, I think there's one word there that, that one concept. Uh, well, I don't uh, believe that. Of that. Yeah. The expectation. I think if you, if you're given the three hours a week, and you know that that when you give, you will receive. But the expectation of having a specific thing you receive could ruin the whole concept. Yeah, you will yeah. receive. You'll receive. Yeah, you'll receive something, uh, something back. There's obviously the free electricity and other stuff. However, really, if you're if you're um, giving of your time, I think it's you have to drop the idea of. Of, yeah, expecting going, something, I expect something yeah. back. It, you, it could really contaminate the whole concept because people have their own idea about what it is they expect. If they develop some idea about what, you know, develop expectations, those will quickly be blown out of the water and they could just ruin the whole thing because they're, they're, that's just where they are. The beautiful thing about Ubuntu that I, that I really like is it, is it is community. People giving, people um, making sure that uh, other people, if other people have needs, that they can, that they have, uh, the ability to to meet, then they meet them, and then there's no expectation uh, of any reciprocation from them. It could come from someplace completely different. However, 
in the in the in the big picture, everybody's helping everyone. Everyone is helping. Yeah, everybody. I mentor. I mentor. I, I mentor Good. a lot of people, uh, young aspiring artists, even older artists. You know, different people interested in the music business and things like that. Uh, several people a week, and. I, I kind of enjoy it. I, I must have gotten it from my parents who are professors. It's kind of fun to teach mm-hmm. uh, about yeah, that sort true. of thing. You know, some, some are consults that are paid consults for companies, and just some are just, you know, friends or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I, the only thing I really expect is just some basic respect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and usually everybody's, I like it. you know, usually everybody's pretty respectful, you know, most of the time. I don't expect them to... Uh, send me cakes or whatever. I, I literally do with zero <laughs> expectations. So, and, I like and, that. and it's almost like, you know, you, you can't really dwell on that. But then when you have like people you've known most of your life who just suddenly turn evil on you for absolutely no reason. And then you, uh, or they have a reason in their perception, you know, it, it throws you for a curve and it, it, it amazes me how that still happens. But then again, you can't dwell on that. Right. You just have to be like, whatever, bye. You know, a very good point. Right. A very good you point. Keep it yeah. on. Don't dwell on it. Yeah, yeah. a few episodes yeah. ago, Michael had sent me the OJ's Love Train, and uh, I, I started playing it, and I was like, I, I said, I'm doing this 30-day challenge where I listen to that that song, The Love Train. And, and mm-hmm. I will tell you, it has shifted so many things, and I find myself humming it and I find myself like just really I'm like okay you know people over the world join hands like we're gonna just do this and I'm just like okay how do we start this love train and and maybe you know Eric Alexandrakis (laughs) you're gonna be part of the impetus to to continue and really get this idea because I think that's exactly what you're doing I mean you when you're mentoring somebody you are really sharing part of your soul with them and you are getting things back. I mean, maybe not in the same way, but maybe there's something that uh, is said in conversation that echoes in your mind, sort of like when Michael gifted me with that, you know, it was just like, hey, you know, here's this. Not really thinking that it was going to impact me. Um, you know, I was going to the attorneys and I was like, okay, I got to put these documents on. And I'm like, okay, let's just jam out to the love train because it's just going to send that loving energy to to have things go the way that I want them to go. I almost um, feel like up to a certain age, maybe we're a little naive. Like one of my good friends is drummer Steve Ferroni. He's, I'm sure you've heard of him, Michael. Uh, oh, yeah. He's the, the drummer in the Heartbreakers, and he's played with everyone from Michael Jackson, the Bee Gees, and Aretha, and all these people. So uh, we've done a lot of recording sessions together uh, at his house and you know, we get into these conversations and, you know, he's been through so much stuff in his life and he's always giggling and making a joke. And I'm like, how do you even smile? You know, like you have like, you've gone through the trenches. He's like, well, you know, it took a long time to get to this point. And, and he's, he's been uh, kind of a template for me with that attitude ever since mm. he and I first started working together, hanging out and, and all that. And I feel like uh, up to a certain point in life, I was maybe perhaps a bit naive, a bit too idealistic. I mean, I'm, I'll always be idealistic, but um, having someone like that who's had this extraordinary life be at a point uh Think, I don't think he's quite seven. Maybe he's like 71. Um, yeah, he's like 72, something like that. Be so kind of content. And then he kind of made me look at things a very different way. Um, just a very much more comprehensive, positive way. Because it was, it was difficult coming up to look at things positively because you're getting you know, rejected, the door slammed in your face, or someone's always trying to bring you down. So now, even if I get a bad review, which I've been lucky, I've only had a handful in my life, I'm just kind of like, well, okay, it's not for them. Whereas 
earlier, I'd be like, what's wrong with these people? Why are they writing this about me in a national magazine, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it seems like um, with experience, it just life becomes more positive, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you, can I ask you a question? Did you ever ask uh, Ferrucci at what particular point uh, he pivoted to that uh, uh, mode of thinking? Because, I mean, I don't think he was born that way, but, I mean, he's been through a lot. Um, was there a- I may have. I may have. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, his, um, his personality is such where he's just always, like, you look at him doing gigs from even the early days of the average white band, and, mm-hmm. and he's just, he's got a smile on his face. So he's, he's like this naturally positive person uh, who, you know, he's had his share of, you know, divorce and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just his personality that kept him persevering in the positive way. But, yeah. um, I call that having find, the ability to shake it off. Yeah. I just find that like, I off. look at things a lot differently. Like I'm always just looking for the positive. And I think I said that the last time, whereas yeah. I may not have been so active about it before, but now it's like, I'm going to go out yeah. and I'm going to look at the sky. You yeah. know what I mean? That, the, the, beautiful, the beautiful thing, I know exactly what you're talking about. The beautiful thing about what you're talking about is the fact that you actually had, um, you've got somebody to model. You know, and, and yeah. this is really the biggest problem out there and why I'm sure your mentoring is, is, is being successful. I mean, he's a model. And... The, the unfortunate thing is that the, the, the way he is at this particular point is, is diametrically opposed to what he does for a living. And a lot of people don't ask, um, get to know someone enough. I mean, you, you just can't. I'm, I'm of the mind that I don't know what drives other people to think or say or do things. And, and, and if, they're, if they're negative, I, you know, it's none of my business because I don't, they don't know who I am. And they're just, you know, critics... Critics, it's like when I go to a movie. People say, oh, that was terrible. The critics said that was a, that was a two. And I'm going, well, who are they to tell me right. how I'm going to react to this movie? Because I might be looking for something completely different than what they're focusing on when they gave that two-star review. And so I'm just looking for to be entertained. I'm looking for the transition, transformation in the, in the story. I, I'm looking to feel good when I go to that movie. I don't really care whether or not you know, it, uh, it meets some critics' uh, you know, ball of wax. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter to me. And I, it, again, it's the having that expectation. And, and I tell my girlfriend all the time, I don't care if it's a three, three and a half. The story sounds interesting. Let's find out what, you know, what, what it's about. And usually at the end of the movie, we're going like, yeah, glad we watched that. Because it was really, it really made me feel good at the, at the end. I saw the transformation. I, I, I got the story. And, it, and it's great. But the interesting thing about, about Ferrucci is, that most people that what what you experienced is not a public thing. It's not a public right, thing right, for right. people who follow him or anything else. And I believe there are many people like that, you know, and uh, just warm and caring and loving, and they'll they'll have a conversation with you. They'll help you know give you a, a different take on life. But that is hopefully what the show is for people. Really, I think that's, I mean, I, I might be, you know, stepping out of line here because, you know, I'm, I'm the co-host of, of the show. But I, I, in my view, this, what, this is what I hope this show does, is really give people, help people see that um, what they're experiencing in their life is, is just an illusion based on what their own, their own take of it is. Right, so you can you can shift and change and and uh, shift your focus or change what you're thinking about uh, by something you hear. We want to be an example for people. That's what I love about this show, is that people can get that from you. They can hear that about Steve Ferrucci and go, "Hey, that's kind of cool." It gets it out there. They don't have to have a conversation with them, but they can see that there are other people out there who are uh, who can who can be a, sort of a guiding light for them to kind of shift what their what their thinking is. And if we can just do that through a show like this. I think that's, that is stellar. If we can have one person shift their pivot, their, their, their thinking away from, uh, you know, why is this person treating me the way they do? Well, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But there's other people out there who don't. Yeah. yeah and Eric, very easy. 
I was going to say you put it out there yeah. with your with the name of your website. It's a beautiful day today. I mean that dot com. I mean that is a yep. choice. You are making a statement. You are choosing that. You are choosing joy. You are choosing to resonate from that point where when you wake up in the right. morning, it's a beautiful day. And yeah, it and is. Plus, thank you. Plus it. Plus, oh, thanks. Plus, it's easy to forget how everybody has their own point of reference and their own experiences and that shapes, you know, I mean, DNA of course shapes attitude along with environment and things like that. And sometimes you just kind of forget, well, maybe that person's having a crappy day, a crappy life, you know, and you can't relate to it. So sometimes you kind of have to remind you, there's this one, um, musician i know he's he just everything sucks to him this sucks that sucks. everything sucks he's a really great player really great and he's related to a famous guy and he just puts everything down and then you hear he's been struggling but that he's been like that his entire life and all that and it's like well maybe that's why you're struggling because you're a jerk but true. you know it's people can listen, you know. does anybody want to work with with uh you know, actors who develop this um, this um, uh, reputation based on experience uh, by their own what they've demonstrated on on set to be tra- to be problematic. You know, nobody right. wants nobody to does. work with somebody who's going to be problematic. So the answer to your question, yeah, he would get if he shifted his whole attitude and, and thinking. That's what would resonate versus this negativity. Nobody wants that, or or anybody around that person to develop, to be exposed to that. You know, that's oh, really, yeah. you know, you got to get that. It's, it's, you, you are what you focus on and you put out what you focus on, what, what you're feeling, yeah. what you're thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think that life can suck when you're, you're loving. And I don't think life can suck when you're in a creative mood. And I don't think that oh, life no. can suck when you're spontaneous or playful or any of those things. I mean, it just, it's like we've talked about it before, a pivot point. You know, so if, you're, if, you, if, you can't, if you're in that place, uh, one of the teachers that both Michael and I have tuned into, her name is Carol Collins, and she goes by the name of America's Medium is her, is her website now. And, and, but she talks about literally physically, like if you are in stuck, like walking, and if I was in the place of, of it sucks, like, walking into that and then turning and pivoting 180 degrees and walk away from it physically do that action and then walk into joy or walk into beauty or walk into whatever it is that's the opposite of that and it really does work i mean it sounds like a funny simple exercise but it's like no i'm turning my back on that i'm not even putting that in my awareness and i know that i don't even think that word exists <laughs> For Michael, does it? Uh, and I wouldn't think yeah. that it really. I mean, you you're subjected to it, Eric, but I don't think that word exists in your world at all. I don't know. I was working on this here the other day, and I was because my my mother is a PhD in philosophy, and my father's a PhD in physics. So uh, these types oh. of discussions, uh, yeah, I'm always I'm always interested in reading about and talking about and all that. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I think it was Nietzsche I was reading, and. Mm-hmm. He said something about focus on the flower, not the thorns. And mm. I was like, oh, that, that would be a good lyric. So I stole that and put it yeah. in tune. But I, I told my son, you know, like he was bummed out about something. He's like, oh, this is, and I'm like, focus on the flower, not the thorns. So it's, um, yeah. <laughs> so good. It, it, I love that. It, it really is that yeah. easy to to literally yeah. focus on the clown, not the to literally put it in your head and you know just uh, not be such a hater all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you can make people, that I think it's choice. easier. Yeah, I think it's easier to be a hater than to be a lover oh, yeah. or a liker. Or, you know, so people take that well, one route because work. it makes them feel better. Yeah, it it, it takes work to 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 love life. Because there's so much yeah. stuff coming at you. It takes work to love your life, love yourself, love, love what's going on. And, I mean, you've got to get to the point. Again, the word contrast comes, in, comes into play here with regard to what we're saying as well. Because if you've never experienced, um, you know, the, 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 the drama of other people, then you're going to have a completely different opinion of it uh, and reaction to it 
when it happens for the first time to you. Um, if you, and this is what Steve Frucci said, he's had contrast. He's had lots of contrast in his life. So he, he has, that contrast helps him, helped him get to a point where he is today, I'm sure. I mean, it helped me get to where I am today. I, I can, I can't tell you that I was this, you know, this happy-go-lucky and understanding and trusting of, you know, the, the next moment will be awesome as this moment, uh, 40 years ago. You know, I mean, that's, this is something that you learn through experience over time. You're exposed to different things. Um, you're, you're, you're exposed to what people say, quote unquote, tragic circumstances. And they're only tragic if I see them as tragic. And I'll tell people that. Stop using those words. You know, tragic, terrible, hard, difficult, impossible. This is crazy. You know, those words help shape your experience of whatever it is that you've, that you've been exposed to. And if you, and in many cases for a lot of people, they, they are, they are uh, in, invisible hurdles for them to again overcome. Because now if you told yourself this is, this is crazy or impossible or tragic, how are you supposed to get over that? You've just now imprinted that, that hurdle in your, in your psyche, and you have to now, okay, well, I said it was tragic, so now I've got I to gotta play that out, right? Um, instead of saying, it's not tragic, it's just a thing that happened. It's an unfortunate thing that happened, and, you know, that's it. It just happened. Um, the tragedy, it, it evokes all this other nonsense, that we see in movies and television and here on radio, uh, on, on blues records and, you know, sad songs. And we've got to go through this whole dog and pony show of, of, uh, of sadness or anger or hatred or negativity or something, which you really don't have to go through. But, you know, this is what culture, our culture does. And uh, if I might say so, yeah, I want to be in, I want to be in your house with your parents, man. That, that, I want to, I want to get that conversation. <laughs> yeah. so, physics and philosophy. Oh my that, God! That's the like, that's the first line. Life. Yeah, that's the first line of my bio. What do you get it when you merge a PhD in philosophy and physics and me? So yeah, you. I have I have yeah, two brothers. Creative. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you get the exactly. best of both worlds because you've been exposed yeah. to the best of both worlds. I think it's awesome. I think it's absolutely amazing. and I think your music, Eric, really is a is a pivot point. I mean, I don't know anybody who can listen to your music and not find joy in it. And I just, oh, it's like, truly, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like when, even on your, your latest post on Facebook, when you posted your song, Mediterranean Sun, you know, Summer of the Road, you listen to the, that song and you're like, wow, yeah, I, I'm ready. I'm here. <laughs> it's here. I, mentioned I want to go Steve's play. playing drums on that, actually. Cool. Oh, really? Steve, Steve, yeah, Steve's playing drums on that. John Taylor from Duran Duran is playing bass on that. It's just Three of us there, so like he—he's the one who discovered me back back in the day. So it's—I it's, I don't collaborate very often, but you know when I do, it's pretty pretty amazing. amazing. <laughs> the people who I play it's beautiful. with, beautiful, it's absolutely beautiful. Man. Thank you, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I, you. I, I love it. I love the whole idea of it, and I'm into listening to anything that makes me feel good. And uh, yeah, that there definitely does, um, and that's that's something that you know we all again, need to expose ourselves to things that be very cognizant of curating in our life. We can curate our life experience. You can choose one song over another. Instead of listening to the radio and let them decide what you hear, you can, uh, you can curate your own playlist. And, I mean, you know, like, it, yeah, like you, uh, like Lisa and, and I listen to uh, the Love Train. You know, we can, we can do that. I want to listen to Love Train every morning. Well, the radio is not going to do that for you. They're going to put their own idea of what they think you ought to be listening to. You may not always like it. It may not always resonate with you, but you can put together something that does. Yeah, especially now in this it, day and age where, where conflict has become currency. You turn on the news and everything's, this person was murdered, that person exploded, that person spontaneously combusted, and it's like, God, right. there's nothing positive on here. <laughs> it's just become, like it's become currency, you know. So because yeah. it, it's, you it's know, all about clicks, it, likes, and advertising. Yeah. Making money. Yeah. 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 Negative exactly. sales. Um, so uh, that's the beauty of it. Here on PRNFM, I love the conversations that we have. Uh, how much time we got left? Lisa? Uh, we still have minutes? about yeah, another about hour. Minutes. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> another five it minutes. It goes by so quick. It, it, it's Especially always awesome. when you join I, us. I know. I, yeah. Absolutely. I always love it. 
I love the conversations we have when, when, that we have with you, Eric, um, because they really they're they're these are the things that people probably think about but don't talk about as much, or maybe they mm-hmm. don't have the 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 people to talk about them with because maybe there's a level of maturity that's not there to be able to leave your own personality out of it uh, and just kind of talk about instead of, you know, being divisive or, Hey, I think this, and you should think that this is the, these are the conversations that we have. And it is really very much a shame. And it's true that conflict and negativity are currency. This is what happens in social media. It's what happens on the news and we as a, uh, as a people need to come together more and just have conversations that uh, not about divisive issues because those things are not really important. Distract how, how we feel about, yeah, they are. How we feel about things, uh, about ourselves and our life is, in my view, what I like to, to hear uh, from, from people. And when I meet new people, I don't really, I, I make it a point to remember the name. Uh, because it's, it's important for me to uh, for them to know that I care about them and addressing them by first name or, or whatever uh, is 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 viable. But beyond that, I don't even ask people what they do for a living. I don't ask people. It's, that's not important. It's like, hey, how, how do you feel about being here? You know, how do you feel? How do you feel? I took a trip. Really, how do you feel about that trip? You know, what do you really love about it? And yeah. and, and not the the facts, but the the feeling aspect of it. We need to ask ourselves more questions about uh, of feeling to our friends and our family instead of jumping into this, the latest, uh, um, competition thing that, that, yeah, the latest thing that doesn't matter, uh, tomorrow, okay. you know, feelings will matter tomorrow, but the, 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 this whole idea of what, uh, some, some fact that came out or some news story that put forth this fact. And now we're going to jump on one side or the other side of this fact that has, no relevance in our lives whatsoever. Uh, we need to be more relevant. Feelings are relevant. How we, what we think about things are relevant. And our community, how we respond to our community is, is relevant um, because that's what's going to sustain us. The rest of it is just going to be a lot of noise that uh, gets repeated tomorrow and regurgitated in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny what you said before about, you know, we talked about haters and stuff and how like, you know, Star Trek Picard, for example, this last season was an absolute masterpiece from like the first scene to the ending. Yeah. And then you, you, you know, social, you know, brings out the worst of people. And then you have people just like, Oh, it sucked. It was this. And I look at, I'm like, it could not have been any more perfect, you know? And, and, um, odd that you bring that up because I'm on the third season right now. My brother, yeah, you haven't watched the third season yet. I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the third episode, third or fourth episode of the third and final season. Oh my so gosh! So I'm waiting it's, for my brother to show up know, the first time. Yeah, well, if you know Star Trek well, uh, as I do, like mm-hmm. the third season, I like seasons one and two, but the third season is so unbelievably well crafted. Terry Metalis, yeah. Just an unbelievable job. It's it's oh, like yeah. it's a motion picture. It's fantastic. Of course, your brother's really cool and diabolical in it as well. At one point, <laughs> um, but um, but it has yeah, a good ending yeah, with him in the last episode. That, I think that was that was unexpected. And I that it, it was him sending me the clip of the last of the last uh, episode with he and Nine that I that got me to it got us to go watch. And, and it was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to be, okay, Admiral, uh, he goes back in another ship, another starship, and they're off to another adventure. The same thing that's been happening for, you know, the last 50 years with Star Trek. No, totally different, totally different. It, and what I loved about it, again, yes, the writing was transformational. It was, his, it was a transformation of him as a person and, and in, in this whole uh, episode of it. And I, 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 I heard that that's the reason why he decided to do it, that there was a transformation that they were, they're going to, he was going to, there was going to be a transformation within him. That's why he wanted to, to do this particular, these, these three seasons, why he signed on to do them. By the way, he almost hugged me thinking I was my brother in, uh, in the UK back <laughs> in 95, back in 95. Yeah, we're, we're up in, well, I almost did. I mean, I was like, he gets, and he, he comes over and he says, Tim, you know, and I, and I'm like, 
And he looks at me and goes, you're not Tim. I said, no, I kind of look like him, but he's over there. You know, he's standing over there. And he goes, oh, well, welcome. How you doing? And he goes over to my brother, you know. And it was just, it was just hilarious. He's not, he's not a really big guy, but he's a very gracious guy. He's probably in, in, in person one of the most gracious people that you could ever meet. Um, yeah, and, and I love brilliant. that about actors. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant, but he's a, he's a wonderful person. Um, and, and, and there's no, none of this whole star thing and I'm this or I'm that, uh, which is, which is really wonderful. So I found a lot of, um, you know, my thing of start about Star Trek is, is, is when I got it, when I went to the conventions and all these other things around the world, I, uh, with my brother and, and others, I discovered that frightening. That, no, 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 it's not frightening. It, it was, it was, it, I was seeing it from a different, as an outsider. Um, uh-huh. and, but I, I can tell you that the, the number one thing I took from all of them is that I met some of the, some of the kindest, most compassionate and loving people at, mm-hmm. at every show. They don't have yeah. a negative bone in their body because they believe in the whole concept of equality, diversity, and, yeah, and, and some all of them were engineers which, and scientists, and you know they were oh, yeah. inspired oh, by yeah, 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 the show. Yeah, yeah. Captains of captains and commanders of of, of aircraft carriers and yeah. astronauts, and uh, you know, uh, heck, is, uh, what's his name? Uh, I was um, he was a, he was a commander of, uh, of a shuttle back in the uh, back in the eighties uh, um, that uh, that connected with me one day. Big Star Trek fan. Um, and just, just spectacular. Um, but that's what we have is, is wonderful people. I was just, I was bowled away, bowled, bowled over by, by how kind and warm and generous they were, you know, not yeah. because I was Tim's brother or anything like that, but they were just warm and loving people. I can pick up on all that. It's like one big love fest because everybody had, had, yeah, it was amazing. They you were know, yeah, interesting. Had that. <laughs> well, it's yeah, interesting because, because. Yeah, it's interesting because like the show's foundation is 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 so much more into thinking and uh, discussion and uh, you know on a on a more intellectual level. Not to sound snobbish or anything with regard to Star Wars yeah. fans, but um, it's just a much more storytelling kind of discussing. Thought provoking. There we go. Thought provoking yeah, thing. So exactly. Yeah. So the so the people don't you know those types of people don't really get into it because it's all like laser fights and whatnot. They really enjoy the stories. I mean, you know, um, uh, Michelle Nichols and 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 all these first the first kiss with Michelle Nichols and you know all these unbelievable. Uh, innovations with the communicator and the iPad and, you know, the iPad was invented on Star Trek Next Generation, you know, and then, you know, all these just amazing social and technological things. And so those people, I can see how they would be much more kind of peaceful rather than being into something because stuff blows up. I mean, I should say that about Star Wars. You know, I, I like Star Wars for its creativity. You know, overall, it's, it's pretty much the same uh, plot, you know, get the bad guys, right. the bad exactly. guys are coming, get exactly. the bad guys. Yeah. Although I love it's cowboys Indian, and Indians, but, cowboys yeah, and cowboys Indians and Indians. I, I love put it in a, in a different setting. Yeah. yeah. And that's not, was that's really not interesting. Perfect. Yeah. That's not a Star yeah. Trek, but like, so <laughs> I can, I can understand that, you know, and yeah. you know, all the people that are inspired by it and everything. And, you know, it's, well, uh, it's a good lesson. We're, we're going to have we're going to have another conversation about this. Uh, the 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 idealistic uh, writing of uh, Star Wars and the difference between sure. that and I mean in, in Star Trek that would be wonderful to have later yeah. on down the line. Um, however, I I want to say how wonderful it was to have had you today. Um, Absolutely beautiful, beautiful conversation. Here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and, uh, and and it's just it's always so different, so unique, and so warm and. And, uh, and, you know, we get off on some things that are just awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah. And you always thank inspire you. us. I think no matter what the challenges are, you inspire people with, uh, I want to so nice, your website. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. day today. And, um, you know, really, <laughs> if you're having a, a bad day, just go on Eric's website, tune into his music. It'll really help you yeah. fill. It'll just fill Absolutely. your heart and help, you know, connect you with joy and love. And that's what it's really all about. So. Avoid the booze right. and go to my website, yeah. right? 
Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yep. the great, the, yep. the great and, soother. And jump, on, right. jump on that love train because uh, you're going to be the uh, conductor. <laughs> All right. I say that. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. And uh, until next time. See you later.